I think you taught me this, Gabe. Like, everybody got hot beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, Gabe got hot beats. I got hot beats. This one got hot beats. But at the end of the day, what separates you is, like, the human side. Like, who are you? What's your story? And people buy into that. And they don't support your music as much as they support you. Hey, what's up? This is Gabe from Legion Beats and MIDI Money, which is where we help music producers start, grow, and scale their music production businesses. Now, if you'd like to learn more about how I was able to turn Legion Beats into a profitable business and how you can join our community of hundreds of producers all working towards that same goal, head over to midimoney.com slash go. All right. So what's up? We got Robin Marks, my buddy on the podcast, finally. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to, you know, get into the conversation here because I know you you got a lot of value. Um, I know specifically talking about TikTok, mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, you're somebody who's come up through through midi money and 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 using you know funnels and, and all that good stuff so I'm, yep. I'm excited to geek out on some some marketing and um all that good stuff so yep. yeah man how you doing i'm doing well man midi money gang gang yeah i'm here man. <laughs> midi money gang gang so blessed to be a part of the, you know the of the community and the movement and i've learned so much and now i'm applying a lot of that in my new business but you know i'm just super pumped and honored to be here that's what's up, bro. So let's, I, I do want to get like into some of your backstory and stuff, but really first, I just want to hear what are, you, what are you up to now? What's what's like the newest? Yep. So, you know, I went through the MIDI money program, uh, started selling beats, you know, and had some success, got a profitable business. I was actually working full-time at a nonprofit organization, one of the biggest ones in the country, you know, uh, $19 million budget, just like a big program. I was number two there. So I was pretty busy, wow. but I was still hustling my beats, doing my thing on the side. And then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, it kind of just shifted things for me and my family. So me and my whole tribe, we got out of New York City. We moved down to ATL. And uh, when we moved to ATL, I was uh, separated from that big job. You know, I didn't have that big job that was soaking all of that energy. So I really had a chance to lock in on my B-selling business, which was great. Um, did an audit of 2020's uh, revenue and realized that uh, my custom exclusive beats were really like the the biggest money maker. So I like leaned into that using the pandemic and virtual um, listening sessions and things of that nature to kind of just separate me and make it a unique offering. And then um, I was in a clubhouse room with a gentleman. His name is Chris Wave Formation. I, I think he's familiar with Mini Money as well. And he gave yeah, me some yeah, advice. Absolutely. Yeah, Chris was like, Robin, like go on TikTok. I was like, okay, I'll try it. So I went on TikTok, posted a few videos failed miserably. I uploaded like maybe eight back to back to back, went back to check the next day. Nothing happened. I was like, okay, let me come back the next day. Nothing happened. I said, forget that. I'm not going to do that. And then I thought about what, um, you know, I've been taught and what I teach is that if you don't understand something to find someone who knows how to do it right and find a mentor and get some professional support. So I have a person in my network. His name is Rise Hendricks. He's a rapper. I've known him for maybe 10 or 15 years, and he's an extremely successful TikToker. He has like 3 million followers like really big influencer on the platform. So I reached out to him and I said, hey, like Rise, like I don't understand this stuff, could you help me? And he, he pulled me under his wing and he kind of coached me on all of it and mentored me. And from there, my account just grew really fast. You know, I think in like three weeks, I went to 10,000 followers from about 50 and sitting at 50 for a number of months. And then it just kept growing and kept growing and we're up to 100,000 today. And so, when I saw that, that, yeah, thank you. When I saw that growth happen so fast, I said, hey, the people in my community need this. They need to know about this, you know? And at the time I was also coaching artists, but like I said, when I did that uh, 
audit of my business. I didn't want to put as much energy into it. When this TikTok bomb went off, I said, I have to like dust that off and like bring it back. And after that, I just kind of created content around that. And slowly but surely, like I was like the TikTok expert overnight. You know what I mean? So for the last few months, I've been just coaching a number of different artists, including a Grammy award-winning musician. His name is Burning Drums a um, Tony Award winning performer, you know what I'm saying? And just a bunch of different independent artists. So I'm hype pumped to offer the producer community as much value as I can today. Man, that's dope. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, it's always seems to be the case with the, the people who are successful is like you just you try this and then you see what happens and this new opportunity comes, you jump on that. Um, so that's cool with the TikTok. So with the the content you're creating on there now, it sounds like you got a couple of things, right? Because you got your beat selling business. Now yeah. you've got this business of teaching TikTok, um, what, how do you do that as far as like, do you have, are you doing separate accounts or are you creating content that's geared towards both of those audiences at the same time? Or like, how do you, how do you deal with that? It's something that for me has always been a little bit tricky. Um, and it was a big decision to make kind of early on with splitting Legion Beats and MIDI Money. You know, there's a lot of producers who have their one name, you know, it's uh, Curtis King, DJ Payne one, like all those guys where it's just one name, one account, and then they're talking to producers teaching. And then they're also selling beats, talking to artists. Um, and ultimately I made the decision to, 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 to keep those separate. Um, like, obviously it's me there, me creating the content, me doing all the stuff, but having like, you know, my Legion Gabe account on Instagram is, is midi money that's really geared towards producers. The Legion beats account on Instagram is really geared towards uh, artists and then splitting up the text message list and the email list and all that stuff, of course, as well. Um, so you kind of lose out on a little bit of that synergy, you know, where if I had those combined followers and, you know, that could be really cool, but ultimately I decided to kind of go separately. So how, how, how are you dealing with that? Yeah, no, um, I, I can totally relate. <laughs> and I think for me right now, I'm managing it well as just a personal brand, as Robin Marks is mm -hmm. the personal brand. And I, I, I do these things. I would say that in this journey of really locking in on the TikTok coaching, I've kind of taken a step back from putting any uh, marketing dollars really into any of my beat selling stuff. So mm -hmm. some of my clients who are consistent clients and I have existing projects that might be going on, I'm still doing business with them, but I'm not actively seeking new clients because I know how time sensitive this TikTok thing is. And my, I'll always be able to make beats, right? I won't always be able to be, you know, a a thought leader in a very, very time sensitive market. You know what I'm saying? So for me, yeah. I had to make a tough decision to say, okay, I need to like put all my chips to the middle of the table and lock in on this. And then, you know, as things progress and social media platforms come and go, right? Um, if I need to pivot and really focus in on my beat selling business again, I will. But right now it's like really locked in 100% on this TikTok coaching. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. So then I assume all the content and stuff you're creating is is in that direction and yeah it's it's tough man i get it because it's like it's so hard to do more than one thing at once all every, every smart successful person i've talked to pretty much always gives the advice of like really focus in on one thing um so again it was tricky for me to like decide with legion beats and midi money to like do both those things the thing that's kind of that has made it somewhat work for me is that you know i've been able to build 
uh, first Legion Beats, and then eventually Midi Money also to a point where, you know, I have a team and I have all this stuff in place so we can we can do these beat pack launches and have our membership over on that side, on the Legion Beat side, and then also have the course and stuff on, on Midi Money because there's the systems, the people, the process, the software, all that stuff is in place to where even if I only put maybe an hour or two of work into that side of it, at least it's still going. Um, but it's it's tricky because I know if I put all my focus into one thing, it would grow that much, you know, that much faster. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's a tough decision to make, but it sounds like, it sounds like you're doing the right thing there and just honing in on the thing that's, that's the most valuable to you right now. Absolutely. And I, I would say just to add to it is that because of me taking this leap to focus on this one particular project is that opportunities under that umbrella that didn't exist before you know, come up. So one thing that has worked well for me is influencer marketing. That's something that I never like when, if you would have ever called me an influencer, I would say like, ew, like that, that has like a nasty kind of tone to it. Like I'm a producer, like dog, like chill, but going into this space and realizing that follower counts, you know, equate to opportunities, you know what I'm saying? And there are businesses and specifically in my niche, which is, you know, obviously producers, rappers, you know, independent musicians, there's, uh, room for opportunity there. So that's something that came about, you know, just, you know, organically, I didn't really go into it like, oh, I'm an influencer, I want to get my, you know, uh, get my follower account, like, nah, I was really just trying to like, sell my beats, honestly, and that whole influencer uh, revenue stream just came out of nowhere. Got it. So you're saying like, you're, you're having brands or uh, reach out to you, and you're posting content, and they're paying you? Is that is that what you mean? Or the other well, way around? Specifically, it's independent musicians. So like my, okay. and I learned this from you, right, Gabe, like me, like I, I identified my ideal client, the minute I jumped into Mini Money, posted it in the group, you know, people gave me their input, I fine tuned it. And over the years, that's changed and developed, you know, what I'm saying it kind of morphed depending on the season and how things are going. But at the core of it, it's always been a rapper, it's always been a guy, it's always been a person with a job who wants to do music, right. And having that focus of my ideal fan and customer in mind, you know, I, I, I saw an opportunity with influencer marketer or marketing through an application actually, it's called Breaker. And basically Breaker is like a, a, you know, a marketplace where independent artists can connect with influencers to get their music out on TikTok or other social media platforms for reasonable prices. So basically I got into that, got approved for that. And from there, I just got my first sale. It was just like selling my first beat. Like I remember like the first time I sold a beat, I was like, oh shoot, like did somebody pay me for my beat? Like, this is happening. And the same thing happened there. And I kind of took it as a joke at first. And then when I saw the potential and realized that a big chunk of my monthly revenue was coming from doing these little videos, that I'm going to do anyway, right? All I have to do is add somebody's music to it now. And then they pay you some money to do that. Then I realized, oh, let me lock in and get focused on that. So although TikTok for musicians is a coaching program, it's also given me those other opportunities as well. Oh, oh, I like that. Um, so man, let's get into some of the TikTok gems. Um, you know, most, most of the people listening to this are producers, but we got, you know, artists, all, all kinds of people uh, listening, just entrepreneurs. Um, and I think everyone can benefit, of course, from being on the platform. Um, so what, what are, what's your approach? What are, what are some of the things that you let people know of, let's say maybe somebody who's, you know, just starting out on the platform. Um, what's, what, what are a few things to start looking out for? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that is, which is like kind of a general, you know, idea going into it is to like, forget what you know. 
oftentimes when a new social media platform comes out, we take our Instagram lens, our Instagram eyes over with us. Like, okay, that's where I'm at. Let me bring that over, you know, or if it's Twitter, you know, if it's Facebook, wherever you spend your time naturally, because you're there, that's the game you play. So you're going to bring those same strategies with you. So what I recommend, especially for rappers, singers, producers, like, like leave that at the door, try your best to like discipline yourself to say, this is totally different. Let me look at it with a fresh set of eyes. So that's the biggest thing. Um, because if you come in with the Instagram um, goggles, if you will, then you might get turned off at first. I think Instagram is changing now because of reels, obviously for the last year, them trying to like compete with TikTok. Uh, but even still, it's it's still like a whole different world. People are like doing transition videos where their heads are like spinning and it's like cutting and you're like, what's like, what's happening, yo? Like, can we just like, can I just make some beats on the NPC, right? And I think for, for my students, I always tell them, just leave it at the door, have an open mind when you go into it. Got you, got you. Um, so what's, um, what, what's kind of the approach? Like where, where would you start? Let's, let's just go with maybe a, like a case study, like, you know, okay, producer trying to sell beats. Maybe they got a little funnel set up. Yep. They're trying to drive some traffic. Um, what, what kind of content would you, or what would be the, what would be the approach to kind of start out on TikTok? Yep. So uh, one of my students, uh, he's a producer from Germany, you know, um, and he came onto the platform, not really knowing what to do, just kind of messing around. So the first thing I would say for producers particularly is like don't just go in with the mindset of like I'm going to make beats and I'm going to show people me making beats that can work you know I'm not going to say that it it hasn't proven to be successful in some areas or with some people but I would recommend experimenting with TikTok culture and I think that that's something that kind of scares us off because we're like yo I just make beats I like I don't like you know show what I'm cooking or doing stuff like that but the ninja trick is is to incorporate, you know, your brand music or product into you showing the personal side of yourself or showing the human side of yourself. So we often, and I'm guilty of this, like come into it. Like I got on TikTok, I pulled out my MPC pad and I started drumming away, pretending to be Jack J Black, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not J Black. And it was kind of like whack, right? But I, I did that and wrote it and, you know, I got a couple of sales, which is not bad. However, in order to like really like build those um, true fans, you know what I'm saying? Those diehard fans, those fanatics for what you're doing, whether it's a, a rapper that's trying to buy your beats or whether it's, whether it's just a person who wants to listen to your beats on Spotify, they want to get to know you because I think you taught me this, Gabe. Like everybody got hot beats, you know what I'm saying? Like Gabe got hot beats, I got hot beats, this one got hot beats. But at the end of the day, what separates you is like the human side, like who are you? What's your story? And people buy into that and they don't support your music as much as they support you. So for producers, I would say like go in there, you know, and experience with tick, uh, experiment with TikTok culture. Um, some actionable tips, I would say one thing that I'm teaching right now is like a, a comment uh, hack where mm -hmm. the comment section in TikTok is almost like its own app. It's like it has a life of its own. You can leave replies to people who comment on your videos with a video, you know what I'm saying? Which is like, mm -hmm. no other platforms are really doing that. You know what I'm saying? So you having the ability to connect with people on that kind of a personal level, it's almost like when you leave somebody a video um, DM in Instagram, you know what I'm saying? When mm -hmm. somebody sees that you left them a DM, it's like their heart flutters and they're like, they get excited, you know what I'm saying? So I would say for producers, 
when you get people commenting on your videos, try to continue to um, engage with them and up it by doing the, the video replies. Another thing I would recommend is creating uh, videos that are asking your audience to give you input on your beat. That's something that worked really well for some of my students. One thing that we did is like an ABC challenge. Like, hey, like, you know, this is um, this is my new beat. I want you to help me pick the snare. Do you like A? And then you play a little bit. Do you like B? Here's another one. Do you like C? And then follow for more. You know what I'm saying? And then once you finish, or, or follow to find out what happens next. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the call to action might be. Make sure it's 15 seconds or less and then pump it out. If people bite, then you need to really drive that idea or that concept home. And you could probably do a full on two week series with that. So that's one actionable tip that I'm teaching right now is to use the comment section to your advantage. That's dope. Yeah. I didn't realize that, that you, you know, I'm, I'm, I barely scratched the surface with TikTok. So this is, you know, I'm asking these questions for the honest, but really for myself too. Uh, but that's dope. I didn't know that you could leave a, a video reply. And that's, you know, I know from, like you said, like from Instagram, if you if you DM somebody with a video or even a voice note, it makes a huge, huge difference. And it's, it's super fast to do. Um, so that's, that's really cool that you can do that uh, in the comments there. And then I also like that idea of, you know, what do you guys think? Um, anytime you get people involved with the creation of something, they feel invested in it and they like it more. You know what I mean? Like I know for me, if, if I would, I would, you know, when I was doing more engineering, um, I'd have, uh, uh, artists over at the studio, I might play them some beats, you know, that I'd made or whatever. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I like that one. I like that one. But then if we made one on the spot with them there, right. Even if they didn't like really give any, you know, I still made it, but like they gave some input, they feel like they have some ownership in it. They thought it was the dopest beat in the world. They're so excited about it. So that's kind of cool. Like you could leverage that, you know, on TikTok, for example, where it's, Hey, which, which snare should I use or, or whatever, something like that. And then all of a sudden people feel like they're invested in like, Oh, I made that beat basically. Right. It's like what they think and they like it more. And then ultimately we'll, you know, want to engage with the content and, and maybe even just buy that beat. Yeah. Yeah. And one more thing, Gabe, I would say is if there are any rappers listening or producers who rap as well, another thing that I'm teaching is to also, when you create the video, to ask them if they want to be featured on the song in a sense of like their name on the song. So one um, rapper does it really well. I can't think of his name, but basically what he does is every video is him rapping about the last people who commented. And he ends with, uh -huh. if you want your name on this song, then drop your name in the comments, dog, boom, right? 30 second videos, 15 to 30 second video, but then he just rambles off names. It's almost like uh, God Rest the Dead DMX when he had the Shonda, Lisa, Renee, right? That kind of deal. Mm -hmm. He just right. like rambling off names, but it, people go crazy for it. So for, for the rappers or the producers that rap, I would try that out. Like try to get your public to be a part of this song. Like we were saying, like get them to have ownership over what you're creating. Nice. Nice. I like that. Um, you mentioned 15 seconds before. So what it was yes. 15 and then it was 30 and what now they extended it again. What, yep. What's what's the what's the deal? What's what's like the optimal length or how do you kind of approach that as far as as far as uh, length of video? No, that's a great question. Um, so TikTok, uh, some accounts can do up to three minutes. Right. So it started out as um, I mean, from the time I've been on, it was always 60 seconds. The max was okay. 60 seconds. So what I teach is for people to focus, especially early on in the game, is to stay in, in that 10 to 15 second 
um, you know, window. Don't go beyond 15 seconds. If you must, I would cap it at 30. Some people, especially rappers, you tell a rapper to do a 30 second verse. They're like, come on, like, that's my intro, right? Like, I gotta like, oh, like I'm just starting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even, like, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta do at least 60 seconds, Robin. So what I tell people is like, discipline yourself that if you're gonna do like rap and duet stuff, like to do 30 seconds for producers who are trying to get people to duet their videos. And if uh, for the public, just to make sure they know, a duet is when you join someone on a video, on a split screen or a green screen, you can actually, you know, partner with someone on an existing piece of content. And a lot of rappers and producers, that's like the main wave. And I think it's great. And I think it's the way to go in a lot of cases. However, um, it's really important that when you're the producer, you can set the stage. You don't need to do a three minute beat so that rappers can get off. Try to think about it as like, all right, in order for people to watch this video, the video needs to be short. The percentage of uh, watch time that you have on the video determines if it's gonna get pushed out further. So in order for you to really have that opportunity to go viral, which is the way that people kind of blow up, you know what I'm saying, is making sure that you're, what I say is take a layup. You know, doing a three minute song, a three minute video is almost like shooting a shot from half court. You know what I'm saying? Doing a 30 second uh, or one minute one is maybe doing like a three pointer, doing a, a um, you know, a, a 30 second one is kind of like a free throw and a 15 second one is a layup. You know what I'm saying? So what I say is like, start with layups. Don't start off when you first get in the game, shooting half court shots, go up to the rim, take an easy shot and keep doing that until you make a few. Once you get that confidence, then you move back a little bit. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. I like that analogy. Um, okay, got it. So yeah, start start with the shorter ones. And then uh, yeah, I think it's a great point too about also just like catching people's attention, you know, like how, how a song, you know, there might be like that slow intro or whatever. Um, and it's the same thing that I teach, whether if it's, you know, an ad or a piece of content or whatever, like you got to catch people's attention so fast because they're just, they're scrolling through, right? You just, you, you know, think about when you're on your phone, you're going through TikTok, Instagram, whatever, Facebook, you're, you're scrolling fast. And like, unless something really catches your eye, cause it looks weird or funny or, um, you know, controversial or something, you're just going to scroll right past it. So if you have that slow intro, it's like, it, it, you know, they're not even going to check it out. Um, so that makes sense for sure, especially on TikTok, you know, where it is kind of like a, that's, that's what the platform's built for, right? It's not like yep. YouTube where it's, you know, more designed for, for that long form, um, content. Yep. Yep. I think people, you know, not even think like studies show that human beings have like the shortest attention span we've ever had in history. And our attention span is shorter than a goldfish's attention span right now. So right. it's like, we we like a goldfish can pay attention longer than we can as humans so it's important for us like you said that hook is like a priority like what I, when i um write out a tiktok you know you know treatment it's really like hook double hook you know uh uh content or like promise whatever I, the whatever i promise at the beginning and then the call to action and like just keep trying that like really making sure that you hook them, but also a little later on, double hook them and then finally give them what they asked for and quickly give them that call to action. The hook, focus on that for the first two to three seconds, call to action the last two to three seconds. Oftentimes people might put their call to action early. So that's mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to tell you to follow me or tag my, your friends or comment right at the beginning of the video. What I would do is not ask anybody to do anything. It's like if you meet somebody and you come up to them like, hey, can you let me borrow $5? It's like, no, I don't even know you, bro. 
But if you like give them, make them a promise, fulfill the promise, and then um, tell them you'd like them to follow you, chances are they'll follow you. Yeah, no, it's the same concept on a different scale as like what we teach for how to build your business, right? We try to mm -hmm. talk about this funnel, like, okay, let's start out by offering maybe some free beats or even just giving some free information or something like that. Let's bring them in. Let's build that trust. Let's give them value first. And then let's ask them to, you know, ascend the relationship, whether it is a follow or a like or a comment or buying your beat pack or whatever it is. It's interesting to see like all those things work, whether if it's a 15 second piece of content or your entire business model that you're building out that has a, a nurture sequence that's two weeks long and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's still those same, those same ideas uh applied so it's like it's cool too to see like whenever there's this new uh a new social media platform new technology i think it's obviously really important to stay up on you know how to use those things and leverage them the most and ultimately having that strong base of understanding mm -hmm. you know the psychology of of selling the psychology of building those relationships like ultimately that foundation is kind of always remains the same it's just okay now that i understand that base now now i can see the opportunity in this new technology as opposed to thinking the technology is the thing itself yep and i think you know? being a midi money you know alum that all of those lessons came with me you know what i'm saying so a lot of the things that i learned from you and anno domini I apply those on a daily basis with what I'm doing, not just in my marketing and my sales practices, but in my actual content creation and, you, you know, and, and in what I'm teaching to my students. So for me, that makes like that, that warms my heart to hear you say that because that's what I'm doing here. So it's, it's midi money gang gang. <laughs> I love that. I love that, man. And that's, you know, that's, that's been my journey as well as like learning, learning a lot of these foundational things and then seeing the opportunity. Oh, okay, cool. Here's the next thing that we can do with that. Uh, so yeah, definitely stress the importance of, of learning those basics. Um, you were talking about earlier about kind of like um, having, trying to get that, that content to go viral. Um, and I've, I'm, I want to hear kind of like your take on it, but I know um, TikTok is interesting where the algorithm's a little bit different than Instagram, where Instagram, um, the way that it's structured, really it's about getting those followers. That's how you're going to get that momentum. Whereas TikTok, each piece of content has a chance on its own merits to go viral, even if you have zero followers, right? Yep, do you know, yep. do you have any insight into kind of like how that, the algorithm works and, and that type of thing? Yep, absolutely. So I would say as a disclaimer that for anyone out there who's like, researching, you know, ideas or tips about TikTok, unless it comes from TikTok, it's really theory. You know, there are a few experts out there who have had, uh, you know, kind of mystery TikTok employees do like secret interviews and things of that nature and claim yeah. to do that. But TikTok keeps a lot of this stuff at the chest. It's not you know, widely known. They they post a lot on their site to let you know what's happening, but it's com it's it's common knowledge how the algorithm works. So it's simply a discovery based app. You know what I mean? It's based on discovery. It's not like uh, Instagram, which is built on you know relationships and and nurturing a followership. You know what I'm saying? It's more about how many people can we show this to if people like it. So they're, def they're different tiers. The first tier, once you get a video uh, or put a video out, they're gonna show it to a few hundred people. A lot of those people are gonna be in your um, follower group, but there's gonna be a lot of strangers as well, people that don't follow you. And based on the engagement, meaning are people liking it? Are people 
um, commenting? Are people sharing? Also, are people watching it to the end of the video? Many would argue that the most important metric for TikTok analytics is the, the watched full video percentage. Are people watching your video to the end? And bigger than that, is that number higher than the, the length of your video? So are people watching it on repeat? You know what I'm saying? So that's mm -hmm. how you get a hit is if you can get a video that people want to come back to like five or six times in the same setting, like you, you're going to have a viral smash. So that's the first level. Then if that does well, they send it to a few thousand people. If it does well there, then they're going to send it to a few hundred thousand people. If it goes beyond then, it'll be certified viral and it'll be going out to millions of people. A great thing about TikTok that is, um, you know, very unique to all social media platforms is that the shelf life of a piece of content can be several months. You know what I'm saying? I've had posts that you know, I released it, it kind of did okay. And then I woke up in the morning, like, where do all these followers come from? I haven't posted anything. And I see that a video that I did two months ago, all of a sudden got a big boost of 20,000 extra views or whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying? So that's nice. one thing that's a huge ninja trick for all of my producers, rappers, singers, make sure you do not delete your videos on TikTok. It's not like, you know, the Facebooks of the world or Twitter, you know, people delete tweets like it's nobody's business right on tiktok don't delete your videos because what you're going to do is uh you you might miss out on a potential viral hit you don't know what's going to blow up so don't get caught up into the you know the perception of oh that video is low performing i don't want people to see it like nobody cares nobody's it's not a feed based app like people are not going to your feed to say oh let me see what gabe ate for dinner today what they're doing is they're going to that the the main strip you know, this is like the 42nd street of TikTok, which is the for you page, the FYP, people hang out on the FYP. And that's where they go. If you compel them to like leave the FYP to go to your page nine times out of 10, you already got them. So I wouldn't get too caught up in like how your videos perform in terms of deleting them, just let them breathe and see what happens. That's cool. That's it's nice too, because like, uh, a lot of these platforms like uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you post and basically if a lot of people like it right away, cool, it's going to have a day or two maybe of people seeing it and then like the drop off is just, it's done, it's done. Um, so like that's one thing that, for example, YouTube is kind of nice. It's got, you know, a much longer shelf life where you can have a video that you posted a year ago that's getting more views today than it did in the past. And that's nice to hear that on TikTok, it's at least got some of that where you can feel like, okay, I created some dope content. Maybe it didn't quite hit right away the way I wanted it to, but if I keep creating enough, then maybe even this one that I made in the past will, will start to gain some steam. That's, that's, it's nice to know. Yep. And, and one more trick is to make sure that the older videos, it, I usually uh, teach my students to schedule time just for comments and engagement. Like we often look at it like, and I'm again, I'm guilty of this too, like the last post of mentality. So it's like, all I'm really checking for is like how the last post went. So if I drop something in 2020, what's the chances of me going back to see if someone like commented or see or, or took a look at it, right? On TikTok, however, it's very important that you go back and like check out your feed to see what happened because you never know. And what you're doing is because these people on TikTok are fanatics, like obsessive fanatics about this app. So you liking someone's um, uh, comment or if someone commented and you comment back with a video comment or something like that or a video reply, I should say, 
it buzzes in their pocket wherever they are and stops them. And they're like, oh my God, Gabe is thinking about me. I have to like go back to his page. And then it right. creates like a delayed, um, you know, wave of engagement for you. Yeah, no, that's dope. Cause it's like, you always hear, okay, you gotta engage, you gotta answer the comments. And and maybe you can kind of think about that on one level is like, yeah, just so people know that you're paying attention, but just that practical side of it of like, it's gonna give it new life because people are, like you said, their phone's gonna buzz. Oh, this, this you know, you know, Robin liked my comment or, or replied to it or even better yet, I guess, you did a video reply or something right and then i and then i imagine then they probably come back to that maybe they reply again you know there's more engagement on there however the magic the algorithm works you it's probably gives that piece of content a, another chance to you know start showing up in that in that for you uh you know feed uh, which is interesting too i did notice that on TikTok where it's really you open it up it's that for you feed which is sort of the equivalent of the explore page on instagram which is like you know, sort of sometimes you venture over there, but really you're looking at your feed, which is the content from the people that you're following. Um, and it's interesting on TikTok, it's almost the opposite where I feel like um, I'll go through that for you page and it's it feels like it's mostly mostly not people I'm following actually. You know, it's just, it here's some content. Um, so it's kind of cool. It kind of, it makes it even more like, um, feels like anybody has a shot. Like each, each, each piece of content, each video, um like stands on its own uh merits as opposed to just okay this person has a lot of followers therefore they're gonna get you know all the uh all the likes and views and comments so yeah that's that's pretty cool and if you have a video that does really well so like everyone have if they if people stay consistent and produce um not even high quality just decent quality content you know what i'm saying it doesn't have to be like full-on you know movie studio downloaded from this computer to that camera it could be your phone with a decent ring light you know what i'm saying or some nice natural light and having a nice bit of value for your audience if you keep doing it and you stay consistent you'll have the video blow up the key is when it, when we talk about engagement you need to really dissect nurture and like treat that one like it's a pair of new sneakers that you don't you want to sell one day like go like just dust them off make sure they're good but you're not going to wear them you're just going to go and check them out maybe relace them and stuff and that's what you do with the comments if you have a million view video i have two million view videos on those videos i go back weekly to go check it out just like hey guys i'm back you know i know this happened two months ago but just wonder oh a new oh hey thanks for liking oh you dropped a comment yesterday well, well this is still cooking you know very similar to youtube like you said like you, on youtube we go back and we check we get an alert from a comment from a video we did two years ago and it's the the same thing on TikTok. the key is you got to go in there and nurture those relationships with relationships with those new viewers yeah, no, for sure. I like you have good analogies, by the way. I like your analogies. <laughs> You're talking about the the sneakers. What's your uh, what's your handle on TikTok? I want to just pull uh, it up. It's, so at, I can... it's at Robin Marks. Um, at Robin Marks, and I also have a new one called. Uh, That's my at, bad. It's uh, uh, two R -O -B -B -I. two B's, right? Yep, yep. R O B I N, and then M A R X, right? That is correct. All right, I'm gonna yep. pull you up right now. And I'm sorry, you're saying you you have a, a different account also? Yeah, also I've just launched my um my podcast um TikTok. So that one is at uh real TikTok podcast. At real TikTok podcast. Mm, okay. But the primary okay. account is the uh at Robin Marks. Okay, dope. I'm pulling it up right now. I just wanna scroll through. Oh, you know what's interesting? I see you've got thumbnails with text on there, kind of like YouTube style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Got it. So I assume that's something that you've been seeing, you know, gets, uh, has that been, well, I guess what? It's a little different though, because mostly if people are scrolling through the For You page, they don't see the thumbnail, right? Nope, so that's don't. more for the sake of right now, you're on this podcast. Some people yep. hopefully are going to go check it out. Yep. Is it that, that I assume then is the and purpose of having those it, thumbnails. And it's also for the binge watchers. The thing about TikTok is if you find a creator that you really like, I'm guilty of this. Like if I find a creator that I really like, like I will literally go and watch like an hour worth of videos if I'm getting value, you know what I'm saying? Because they're bite-sized nuggets. It's not like you're committed to doing five 20 minute YouTube videos. You know what I'm saying? I might binge out on two YouTube videos, but I'm not going to do like four or five YouTube videos. However, for TikTok, if you really like a creator, you might very well lock in and give them, you know what I'm saying? Give them like two hours of your time. And when you put the, the, um, you know, the, the screen, the, the titles up there, it gives them an easy way to kind of navigate your page. So right. that's what it's for. Yeah, no, that's dope. I, I did, uh, uh, yeah, I recently came across somebody, same thing. It was something like, um, you know, useful websites and they had like part one through like 200. Yep. <laughs> and it was just like, yep. oh, this is dope. Oh, this is dope. Oh, this is yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> and, and also actually a, another nice little hack that you can, um, repurpose that content with is you you can you can organize that into a members area into like a course so this is something that i did with track sounds i don't know if you're familiar with track sounds but dope producer he puts up you know really good content um mainly for artists and so i i approached him like bro i love your content he does you know he does he does them as like reels or whatever same same idea 15 seconds 30 seconds mm -hmm. um but it's just super bite-sized good information and so I asked him if he'd be down to do this, if, if he'd let me do it. And I took those things and I put them in a members area. So it's like its own course. And then it, and it was organized by different things like talking about Instagram, talking about networking, talking about whatever. And so it becomes, a, it's the same idea. It's just not on the platform anymore. Um, but then that's something that we can now use as either a free bonus in our offers or even honestly, it's such a good product. We, we could charge for it. It could be its own thing. Um, so that's something I, I would recommend as like, as you're creating this content, like one more way to use it is go ahead and throw that in a members area, whether if that's, you know, whatever you click funnels, whatever you want to use, it doesn't matter. Um, but your own platform, and that could be the perfect lead magnet too, by the way, for the people who already like that type of content, they're on your TikTok. It could be like, Hey, how would you like to get my, you know, course, my training that includes like all this dope content in, in a way that's organized. Um, and then it's literally just that content. And then what we did, and you don't even have to take it this far, but, um, we did like transcripts of it, you know, we did like whatever it was rev.com or one, or maybe there's a free one, uh, otter.io is actually one that I've been using a lot. Uh, but anyways, you can, you can get, get it transcribed. And so the members area is just the video. It's got the text. If there's any links or whatever that it goes to, if I happen to be an affiliate for that thing, cool. I'll put the affiliate link, but if not, it doesn't matter. Um, and then it makes this awesome course. And like you said, people have such short attention spans that sometimes, you know, we have like producer funnel secrets, right? Which is super in depth, but some of it, you gotta you take some time. You gotta, you know, watch through those videos. It could be a little dense. I'll, I'll admit it. Like it's not, it's not for everybody. You know, you can gotta say, have the patience. Yeah. Can I say this? <laughs> that when I took the training for producer secrets, I was yeah. so locked in. I must've banged out the videos, Gabe, in like, two or three nights it wasn't oh, even wow. a game. i had my fun running oh, up wow. and like i want to say like within 10 days i was up and running ready to go so like i i i know but like <laughs> if people are hungry they'll like sit and watch it but i know it yeah. it was dense and it was heavy but i was so like i told you i was like 
cutting and pasting and doing a makeshift version of your system before I found the training. If I would have known about the training, I would have been in the first group. When you right. look at the MIDI money, um, you know, opt-in or bonus library, like I'm the second name up there because like, I'm like that guy who's like, if it's MIDI money, I'm moving fast. So no, I can totally relate to that. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking at, you got a lot of, um, the, the link in your bio here, you got a lot of stuff going on. Yep. And you know, I changed that up too. That's a good point. So I have been working on, uh, one-on-one coaching and group coaching. And as those, uh, as the group coaching cycle, it's a four week program cycles. Once it comes around, then that's the focus. Then I have a placeholder, which is mm. my, um, you know, my, my tap link, which has all of my links moving forward, going into this new era of, um, launching my online course, really all of the traffic is going to go there. And, um, that's going to be the focus really. Like I've taken the last six months to learn, understand I've actually been, um, you know, I'm also a college student, you know what I'm saying? So I've been going to college for like nine years, part-time to pursue my degree in communications and media. So like, this is my jam. Like when I get an opportunity to have a, uh, you know, uh, to pick my prompt for a paper, like I'm writing about TikTok. I'm doing research, Harvard research, Princeton research on TikTok nice. stuff. So that's something that I give to my audience as well. Dope, dope. Love it, man. I love, man, I love your your energy. Every time I talk to you, I just feel like I get inspired because you you just, you got, you know, so much stuff going on. You get super excited about this stuff and, and it's contagious. Um, and I like the way that you explain stuff too. So I know your, your TikTok course is going to be dope. Um, what's, what's somewhere where people can go if they want to check out, I don't know if you got, uh, either that training or, uh, the coaching or, or, um, I think, I think I saw you had like a free, a free training also or something like that. Yep. Yep. I do have a free training. The free training is a uh, bit.ly forward slash free TikTok training, all lowercase letter letters. That's bit.ly forward slash free TikTok training. And there you'll have like a basic training to kind of set you up to grow now. Um, and also the best place to get me is on Instagram. If people want to actually communicate with me, my, like my TikTok DMS is a hot mess. It's like, looks like a bomb went off in there. So for me, like the best place, if people want to like connect with me, especially if you want to get like TikTok tutorial type content is really my Instagram on my TikTok. I'm doing a lot of experimentation, just trying to find out what's trending, what's, you know, working and then using that to help my, my, my students. Love it. Love it. Well, man, this has been awesome. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Any anything you any anything that you're either that you're working on? We already kind of talked about where to find you, but places to find you. Uh, any any parting words? Anything else you want to share before uh, before we wrap things up? Oh yeah, one thing, Gabe. Um, so I also am co-founder of EOW International, which is a you know multinational global hip hop movement. I've talked to you about it in the past, but I just want to make sure your audience knows we're starting our new MC challenge, which is going to be part virtual. And um, it's going to be a great opportunity for any MC. So if you're interested in learning more about end of the week, EOW, uh, you can go to EOW.com. That's EOW.com. Uh, oh, Robin, appreciate you, bro. No, nah, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, Gabe. Thank you for listening to the Midi Money Podcast. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or comment and like the videos on YouTube. You know, those ratings, reviews, those comments, they all show that people are getting value, helps the algorithm and helps get this podcast out to more producers. So it means so much to me if you'd be willing to take a couple minutes to do that. 
Oh, and if you'd like to learn more about how I was able to turn Legion Beats into a profitable business and how you can join our community of hundreds of producers all working towards that same goal, head over to midimoney.com go.